Bam 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 Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Misty. (laughs) I'm Lisa. And I'm so excited. Okay, so before I tell you why I am so excited, my fists are fully clenched. I'm going to unclench. She is going to (laughs) literally spring out of her chair. Okay, so... We have a little bit of housekeeping we should get through. Yeah, so if you are joining us for the first time, this is the podcast where Lisa and I read and review a popular self-help book, and we try to tell you what we loved about it, what we did not love about it. Spoiler alert, I usually don't love it. And I normally am like, let's give them a chance, right? Yeah. So the whole point is we're reading these self-help books so that you don't have to, but Mm -hmm. if you like what you're hearing, go buy the book, support the author. We cannot cover everything. We can't cover everything. This podcast would be one million years long. Also, I feel like we would be doing the authors a disservice by just basically giving away the book for free. Thank you. I'm respectful of a person who's trying to make a living. Nobody's going to want to buy the whole friggin' ice cream truck if you're giving away the popsicles for free. Thank you. What movie is that from? It's like like someone's advice to their daughter about how to nobody (laughs) nobody will buy the cow if you get the milk for free well for some reason um uh molly no not molly ringwald oh molly Molly shannon Shannon Mm -hmm. is coming oh mm -hmm. anyway yeah we diverted so the point is that you can go about your busy lives while still getting the perspective altering self-help advice that everyone has been like slipping you passive aggressive notes about and just begging you to fucking get it together also we cuss on this because we fucking do is the thing so hashtag we fucking do misty thank you why are you literally sitting on the edge of your seat okay do you do you dear loyal listeners remember when lisa's mom linda linky joined us and lisa kept being like my mom is here okay so i sitting across from me in my hot little hands which is what i always want to say is my sister heather thank you that's my big sister yeah heather Mm -hmm. is 15 months older than me wow you are you don't look a day over 14 months older than she thank you Heather, we're so glad you're yeah, here. Welcome. Also, we should give a shout out to your younger sister so she doesn't feel excluded. Jennifer! Woo! Yes, the best of the three. She's, no, honestly. she's really better than all of us. Being really? the baby in my family, I'm feeling very protective of oh, her. Oh, right we now. will Thank be having Jen on the podcast yes. when um, she's in from New York. She's yes. very fancy. Oh, yeah. New York. When she flies in from New York. When she flies in in a fur coat. Heather, welcome to Fairfax Village Studios. Thank you for having me. Does it look exactly <laughs> like you imagined? It kind of does, but that's because of your amazing social media presence. Oh, so like oh kind of that's it all Lisa. And I got to say, it's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's like really cozy nice and fun. And yeah. Oh, yeah, you got a nod, a nod from Sav. Yeah, he's very happy. From behind the sound wall. Um, Heather. Yes. Lisa. You are here to present a book to us. Yes, I am. And we're so grateful to have a guest host. Yes. But before that, um, mm-hmm. because you are not my big sister. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do feel like on Instagram you are a little bit because I do follow you and I love you. <laughs> um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? We're going to do this through like a quick interview. Definitely. Yeah, um, because I realized I was like, oh, I, I'll just do the bio part of Heather. And then I was like, 
the bio that I know is she is my sister and she has been there since I came out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's I've known her my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, you have a very unique perspective. I Heather. do. Where do you currently live and whom with, with whom do you live? Okay. Well, I currently live with my partner in Silicon Valley. Mm. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And do. for some of the time, I also live with my two super amazing stepkids who I love and adore. Yes. Nice. And they're amazing kids. Yes. And Heather, what do you do for work? Okay, so I have been a teacher for 11 years. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. Oh, you know, oh my thank God. you. Someone give her a massage. <laughs> <laughs> she needs one always. I'm not going to deny that. What um, grades do you teach? So I actually teach in an experimental school. Ooh, and where you do experiments on the children. Yeah, yes, yeah they're total great. guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, it's a really exciting time in education. I mm-hmm. feel really... Um, you know, really privileged to be a teacher. And yes, with so, Betsy DeVos as your head of education you know, and the Department of Education. You know, one day I'm going to hold that job and things yes. are going to be different. Yes, girl. Yes. yes. So, but what I do want to say is that my area is primarily in personalized learning. And I have been working in the last number of years um, to reimagine the school experience. Okay. So I've been learning a lot about how kids learn, um, and kind of taking the time, taking the last few years to, uh, within my school context, kind of explore, like, what should school look like? In because, the future, like, what's, what future yeah, school? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Amazing. Because absolutely. the school yeah. she teaches for is a non-traditional mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. right? And you group students by autonomy level. That's right. Right. Oh, yeah. so, like, some students can do well on their own, and some need a lot more... Um, support. Yeah. Right. So I as was going to say management, but right. you said support. It's so support. as opposed yeah. to going, like, oh, you're all nine, and therefore mm-hmm. that's the criteria we lump yeah. you in, right? right? It's yeah. more it sounds like, like more of a strengths-based approach. Thank you. That that was yeah. a nod to the uh, Clifton Strengths Assessment. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By Gallup. Mm-hmm. There's right. a mini-sode for that, everybody. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Um, okay, Thank cool, you. cool. A uh, yeah. uh, couple questions just to follow up and then we'll jump right in. Sure. Um, what do you like most about self-help? Do you, do you read self-help? Okay, so I think I fall somewhere between the two of you. Nice. Great. But I'm maybe <laughs> actually, ironically, more on the Lisa side of self-help where I'm like, I don't tell me what to do. Oh, That's yeah. Because you oh, are yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I definitely I definitely uh, resist a lot of self-help, but I'm I'm curious and I like picking up what I like. But I also, you know, with my self-awareness, I'm, I'm very much not like you know, super into. Great. Yeah. Well, that's not true, actually. I am very, very into various um, self-help things on like Instagram, but in a different way. Like I want to be woke. And so I'm always striving to be as woke as possible. Yes. That is yes. interesting kind of self-help. It's different, that's right? Like a, it's seeking self-help. self-awareness. Self-awareness versus it's, self-help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So there's, you know, that's definitely under the umbrella of self-help, I right. think. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, to that end, I've like started a social justice group in my school nice. where the teacher's kind of read things and get yes, involved yes, and you know yes, we yes. do a lot of talking about how we can dismantle our own um, biases and make the world a better place that way but like so, with her with her elementary school aged students totally right? you're yeah it's yeah. never too early for that no so god you're amazing i love 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 that kind of self-help great um great. but certain parts of it i definitely resist totally better, and you know. to give yeah. everyone a visual really quickly heather mm-hmm. is in this adorable, adorable polka dot top. 
black top with white polka dots. Mm -hmm. She's got a a gold necklace on that is um, an oxytocin molecule. Mm -hmm. And then she has red lips, pearl earrings, and these gorgeous tortoiseshell glasses. And then her perfect little brown ringlets Mm -hmm. are are graced with a touch of purple. Mm -hmm. Because you're the... So you... It's so funny because like I would say I look like very benign and I'm like let's find something to love and you look like so sweet and you're like I am skeptical of everything you're like <laughs> I love it's it so funny I know like if I look at you side by side I can clearly tell that you're related mm-hmm. I feel like Misty is definitely like um her your glasses your glasses choice really tell me a lot about you mm-hmm. so you yeah. both have the same kind of glasses but Misty's are very like um benign benign and but also like Business, business, benign. I want to be taken seriously, and I don't want to dist- I would distract say from myself. Classy by these. yet understated. Yeah, oh, thank you. A capsule and glass. Heather, <laughs> your your glasses choice are like adorable and also approachable. Thank yeah, you. you're way more approachable than and I stylish. am. Stylish, they're like cute. Well, it's like my job to be approachable. Oh, it is. Thank like it's you. actually literally my job to be approachable. Right, so. right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so there's there's a big reason you're here today, <laughs> yeah. presenting this particular book because it's something yes. Lisa and I can't speak to, yes. but you totally can. So Heather, what book are you presenting today? Yay! I'm so excited about this. I have been pushing this book on people for over a year. You've been telling me to read it for so long. I'm obsessed with this book. I really love this book. I am presenting The Self-Driven Child, The Science and Sense of Giving Your Kids More Control Over Their Lives by William Bill Sticksrude, PhD, and Ned Johnson. So this is Bill and Ned's excellent book adventure. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. She's back. She's on fire. She's back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So you are super, and you you love this book. You love this book you've been pushing on people. I love this book. I've been pushing it on people, and I'm a little jealous right now because I also came up with alternative titles for this book. Tell me. To kind of give, because I think, you know, if you think the self-driven child, people who don't have kids or aren't teachers aren't, you know, I don't want to turn them off. So there are other angles to this book. See, when I heard it, I was like, oh, you put a kid in a car without a driver. Yeah, Yeah. it's like self-driving kids. Everyone knows what that means. I don't think we need to clarify. Also a hilarious alternative title. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so my alternative titles are How to Get Your Shit Together as a Person. Thank you. (laughs) I have another one. Mm -hmm. Diagnosing the ways your parents fucked you up and what to do about it and how not to do that to your kids. Thank you. And Self-Awareness, Get It. Oh, those my are my God. alternative titles. But I, I also like three, Bill. And I would Ned's read all three of those books. You know, you know what? Here's the those thing: you could re-release those as the same book with three different titles, oh and I would God. buy them all. I would buy Done. all of them. Done. I see. Now I'm so much more into this book because I was like, I don't have kids. I have right. a feeling kids. Bill and yeah. Ted. Excuse me, Bill and Ned are researchers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why they so titled is Keanu it, so. Reeves. So let's keep this Thank rolling. You. All right. You here know, we go. it's all a big experience. Tell me about these authors. Okay, so Bill is a clinical neuropsychologist. Who helps kids gripped by anxiety (laughs) or struggling to learn. Okay. So both of these guys, Bill and Ned, Mm -hmm. I love that, um, (laughs) they they both work full-time with kids and families who are like, just trying to get through school and might have an issue here or there with, with what all an incredible Whoa. life as we Whoa, all do. That's um, so radical. <laughs> Tubular. So Ned is a motivational coach who runs an elite tutoring service. So between the two of them, they have just years and years of experience. All I can think stuff. of is that I don't have a purpose that strong. I think well, that's not even true. Okay. A, you put a lot of beauty into the world and you are amplifying this work. Beautiful. So like 
Oh, Stop. see, that's and why B, she's my big sister. And B, this not about you right now. Oh, no, you're right. Thank you. Whoa, whoa. Get that self-awareness. Get it. Back yeah. to Just Heather. Here we oh go. God. So I do want to say, um, you know, that's kind of their background on Amazon. There are so many PhD recommendations. Like people are like, I have a PhD. I've been doing this for 20 years and this book is the shit. Okay. So oh, great. It's highly endorsed and it is research-based. There are bajillions of citations everywhere. Mm, you know I'm going to love it. You know I'm going to yes, love it. Yes, there it is. Absolutely. So the hardcover is currently 1997. Yes. Right. Paperback is eleven fifty nine. Yes. Steel. Kindle, twelve ninety nine. Thank you. Why is it more than the paperback? <laughs> it's digital people. Who knows? Audiobook is nine forty nine or one credit. Mm-hmm. What but a credit is like fifteen dollars. You know? And I added here, or free on the Overdrive app. Seriously, what are you doing if you don't have that yet? Oh, by the way, Heather's the one who introduced me to the Overdrive app. <gasps> so oh, thank you. And, and, and it also five. took her like two months of pushing it on me. Um, for me to get it. So I just want to say thank you. Yeah, it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, whatever, I'll get to it. But honestly, it saves me so So much much money. money. So much money. Oh, I like to spend money. Thank you. Oh, good. On on books? I don't listen to books audially. I have to read them. Well, you can get it on Overdrive to read as well. I like paper. Oh, you like paper. I I like paper too. I actually have three copies of this book. I'm not surprised. I have the A loner, a keeper, and a... And the Kindle... And the audio. I love you. (laughs) Um, How many pages? Do you know how many pages? I do. It is 384 pages. Okay, but it's probably a lot of that. It's like an index and like all that stuff. It's big. Okay. It's full. Awesome. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to go ahead and say there's not any woo-woo in this book. You know what? This is full-on practical Paul. Oh, thank you. She and did Patty. Twist it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And, you know, however else you want to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is research based STEM gloriousness. No <laughs> woo woo to be found. Although, yeah. if you think, if woo woo is your thing and you think transcendental meditation, for instance, is woo woo, then that's in this book too. So oh, there might be something for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to read and implement, any of these things so that your kids are independent and you can do woo-woo shit while they're busy being bosses, Thank you. then this is also a book for I you. Love right. I love that. I love that. So, you know, get your kids like I'm doing sold. stuff I'm independently here. and then you can like play with your First of all, I'm going to have children just so that I can have a, re- a reason to read this right. book. That Honestly, feels right. Yeah. You know what? That. Good you. idea. Good <laughs> idea. Start on that. Yeah, definitely. This is the book. Great. All right. Yeah. Let's Ready? dig in. Let's yeah. do okay. it. So, here is this is kind of a fun question that I often pose to people that I want to open with, and it's think about the best teacher you ever had. Yes, and why? Why were they the best? So just kind of meditate on that for okay. a minute. Okay. And mm. I want to say that nine times out of ten, when I ask people this question, it was somebody who saw you for who you were, or empowered you in some way, or honored you as an individual, and not just a little, you know learning machine that they were trying to yeah. you know, fill your heads with stuff you didn't wow. want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same is often true for our parents. Like maybe your best memories with your parents are when you felt actually like lifted up and honored mm. as a person mm-hmm. and not right. just bossed around, right? Aww. So that's how I want to launch this. Um, all right. So I'm going to go a little bit chapter by chapter. Great. Great. And there are 14 chapters, but I'm going to, you know, go quickly. Yeah, those. great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with a quote. Without a healthy sense of control, kids feel powerless and overwhelmed and will often become passive or resigned. When they are denied the ability to make meaningful choices, they are at high risk of becoming anxious, struggle to manage anger, or self-medicating. 
Despite the many resources and opportunities their parents offer them, they will often fail to thrive. Without a sense of control, regardless of their background, inner turmoil will take its toll. I mean, not just kids. Can I, can I, I'm going to give witness to That's that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. My job yes, is like this on is, the floor. This yeah. is for everybody. Yeah. Like this book helped me not only in the classroom and with my beautiful um, stepkids, but also like just with myself. Yeah. Wow. So it's all about self-awareness. So chapter one is called The Most Stressful Thing in the Universe. Mm. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. so on board and with I love chapters. how. <laughs> Face oh, the like, chapter names are amazing. And <laughs> Bill and Ted, I want to say I know you always have an eye on equity, and they address that a lot in this book. So you, they Bill kind of Ned. oh, Bill they're beautiful. And Ned's most excellent, excellent adventure, most excellent, totally. So <laughs> they start by talking about like two different kids. One is Adam. He has kind of a poor home life, a loss of control, no support, and that leads to stress and anxiety in his life. I bet. And then there's Zara, who has a rich home life, lots of pressure and overbearing parents, which leads to stress and anxiety. Because she has no control. That's right. Now, both of these kids are at risk for suicide, depression, unhealthy behaviors, and that takes many forms. Jeez, they come right out the gate with they that. They come right out the gate. Um, and all unhappiness starts from a lack of control somehow. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So that does make tons they're saying of sense. that these two kids, although their lives are very different, and you might not initially worry about Zara as much as you worry about Adam. They have the same. Their brain scans actually look really similar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So because of the effects of anxiety. Exactly. Okay. Whoa. So they say depression is now the number one cause of disability worldwide. So that's something to keep your eye on as well. <gasps> and it starts so early. The yes. world is dying. It's so hard. <laughs> so it says, we think of chronic stress in children as the societal equivalent of climate change, a problem that has been building over generations and will take considerable effort and change of habits to overcome. And so then they launch into how you can change your habits. Oh, my God. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a little bit of dissociation right now because I think it's very accurate what they're saying yeah and also like very real i feel like yeah. i had um a, a, a great childhood and yeah. also a lot of anxiety as a child mm-hmm. wow so i um yeah I, i'm gonna do my best to stay present okay. and i may just float away Sometimes. i got you lisa in the hey, it's okay yeah we've I got, got you i'll hold we've your got string you. and, and you i will tell you like there is hope within the pages of this book so great. okay I'm not here to like stress everybody out. No, but, but that, that, this, that immediately answers the question of like, wait a second, like it's what we see right. in the movies all the time, right? All those Freddie Prince Jr. movies. It's like, but you got into Harvard and you've got this amazing <laughs> life. Why are, are you, you so why are you so mad? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Great. So the thing is, like, this to me, like the the content of this book is kind of like a light bulb that's there but not lit, right? Mm. Like some ideas just need to be stated. We already know them, but once you state it, it gives it this whole new meaning. Like then you, you know, can take action all men are created equal like that wasn't stated before a certain point so people kind of maybe maybe a lot of people knew that but took it for granted and even mm-hmm. them exactly <laughs> they didn't mean like, it the way that it was <laughs> likewise <laughs> right absolutely we have a lot there's a lot to unpack there yeah. but the thesis of this book is kind of sense of control is the antidote to stress and until mm-hmm. you recognize that i think that we know that and we strive for that in our lives but you have to name it and claim it say right? that one more time mm-hmm. sense of control is the antidote to stress i'm going to take a big inhale and exhale <sighs> and totally. also recognizing that totally. they don't say control they say sense of control because sense of control you can't control everything that's right you can't you absolutely can't okay so here they have a beautiful acronym it's nuts Yep. Yeah. We're that so, sounds this like is Bill my and favorite Ned. book. And this now. is sounds what like makes life stressful. Novelty. That's something you have not experienced before. Mm-hmm. Oh. Unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Something you had no way of knowing would occur. 
threat to the ego, your safety or, or competence as a person is called into question mm-hmm. and sense of control. You feel you have little or no control over the situation. Okay. Yeah. And anytime I feel threatened from now on, I'm just going to go nuts. That's right. Nuts. I do not so when like you feel stressed nuts. out, Thank like, you. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. I feel like a lot of the current educational model is based on relaxing that prefrontal cortex so that the worry so it's it's routine it's predictable so that mm-hmm. we can relax children reduce stress so that they can learn wasn't it I Jill think Taylor said that I, I can't remember I'm sure many people say that I would posit that that is completely bass backwards great in fact, um, <laughs> it's counterproductive to our mission as parents and educators to require compliance from students in school mm. over all else, which schools, traditional schooling they do. requires compliance over all else. They and do. our mission should be to, you know, create autonomous, curious, self-driven Learners, learners and humans. I understand. Oh, my so God. So I have a lot to say about that. The intention <laughs> yes. of what they're doing yeah. may be based on neuroscience that was – 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 years ago, mm-hmm. is that when children are relaxed and calm, they can learn best. Right. But then the the way that they went about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually right. causes more stress I, and anxiety. I also think a lot of our current, you know, traditional schooling systems are, you know, based on compliance for logistical ease. Agreed. And the ease of the adult. Administrators and adults, not what's best That's first. That's right. I, wow. Yes. And this is why, you know, quote, unquote, school sucks. Right. And when you think back to your school days and I, you know, ask everybody this, what sucks about school is not having any control, not being seen for who you are as an individual and not not being given the power to choose. Yeah. Not being able to take up any space. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's definitely that's definitely baked into this book. So it's a sense of control that matters even more than what you actually do. Mm. Um, agency is the most important factor in human happiness and well-being. Mm-hmm. So I think that our evolution speaks to this too, mm-hmm. right? Like and agency to... being like, I can be who I That's am. Right. The ability to choose and, Great. Mm-hmm. you know, forge your own path. So I've already said our role as adults is not to force them to follow the track we've laid out for them. It's to help them develop the skills to figure out the track that's right for them. Which is so much better in the real world. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I heard this not from this book, but somewhere else, but this amazing, powerful phrase, your children don't come from you, they come through you. Mm -hmm. So it's not for you to decide who they are. They are who they are. It's for you to help to discover them mold and nurture themselves. that. Yeah, that's right. It's akin to that, like the world isn't ours; it's ours. We're shepherding it for the next generation, kind of thing. Exactly. Oh my god! Yeah. Exactly. We're not its inhabitants; we're its caretakers. Kind yes, of thing. Mm-hmm. Heather, you're blowing yes. my mind. Oh, good. Already. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. And that's it. This was a great. Episode. Oh, this was so my great. God, Thank you honestly. for joining us. <laughs> it's incredible. Honestly, if I stopped listening right now, if I, I were just listening, I'd be like, I got. I've we've won. won. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Well, the first listeners. few chapters are like ultra dense, and then it gets kind of into a lot of the more practical great, stuff. Great, great. There is a lot about the brain in this book. Cool. Um, Damn. Absolutely beautiful. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Stam. She's so excited. Heather is laughing with her shoulders all the way. You were here for it. <laughs> I was here for it. Normally I'm in the car for it. Um, <laughs> You're literally here so for it. So there, you know, I'm not going to go into every part of the brain. I love that you... Have also done that on this podcast mm-hmm. with well, the, I've been uh, the in amazing every part stroke of, of insight brain. and all that good stuff. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, but I'm going to kind of sum up four parts, and the book goes into like what the amygdala does, mm-hmm. what the you know what the mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex does, and all Great. that good stuff. 
But you can think of it as four different parts. There's the executive control system, which Mm -hmm. is called the pilot. And when the prefrontal cortex is offline due to stress or sleep deprivation, you're more likely to act impulsively and make dumb decisions. Because that pilot is like, Uh, we're going like that. Great. Thank you. Y'all, I didn't sleep last night. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's the stress response system, which is the lion fighter. And evolution shaped us so that we cannot clearly think under stress. We cannot. Like fight or flight. We cannot clearly think under stress. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I can attest to that. I've done some dumb shit lately. (laughs) Oh, I tell you. Great. So, not you. Well, not. No, you're good. You you do tell me because you're a good mirror. Well, sisters are good for that. Yeah, they are. There's the motivation system. I don't have a sister. (laughs) Now you do. Now you got Sorry, to. we're loopy. Let's get That's right. Sorry. Track. Then there's the motivation system, which is the cheerleader. Yay! Dopamine matters. If you're under chronic stress, your motivation tanks. Mm-hmm. So pilot, cheerleader. Lion fighter. Lion fighter. And the last one is the Buddha, which is the resting state system. Aww. Scientists are concerned about tech's ubiquity because young people have too few opportunities to activate their default mode network. Yes. To rest and actually reflect and let your brain process. Dan B. Dan talked about that in his 10% happier book. Dan B. Dan. Well, right, because it's sort of like kids are constantly stimulated. It's like, when do they get to just chill and be? Right. Mm -hmm. And you really need that downtime for self-reflection. Yes. Because as John Dewey says, we don't learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's so that good. was the sound of my Sorry, brain. Guys, so there, the, the end wall. of the first chapter, <laughs> they they straight up tell you why this matters is, and this is my paraphrasing. Stress actually fucks up your development. Like it's not just temporary, but it can. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no, I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. So, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm always fine. Everything's fine. One thing I love is at the end of the at the end of every chapter, there's a section that is called "What to Do Tonight," and it has like actual things you should sit down and do. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna list just a few of those for some of these chapters. Well, I'm sorry, but Lisa and I are like glued what do we have to do tonight. Best book. Ever. Okay. Make a list of things your child has control over or you yourself. I don't have children. Can you add anything to that list? I don't the, have children. No, no, it's know, us. Know, it's us. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You can do it for yourself. What I have control so over. So if I say yeah. something about your child, you can do it for yourself. You can do it for, you know, I am take my this child. Insert on yourself anytime you say your yeah. child I if can, you don't have kids. I can insert myself. Right. And then Let me know ask your child if there are things that he feels he'd like to be in charge of but currently isn't. And change your language. Do you offer choices to your kids or do you just tell them what you'll be doing? Lisa, do you want to brush your teeth or not brush your teeth? Mm -hmm. I never brush my teeth. But they look so good. I know. How do you do it? We have to crack a window in this studio because it's getting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's great. great. I love that. So the the chapters are structured with information, obviously, lots of research to back it up. Tons of research. And then what to do tonight. Yeah, so what I love too is they have stories in Mm. there as well. Great. And they also have a lot of suggestions of what to actually say. Mm. Say oh this to your God. kids. I'm going to read this and Bill then and Ned. watch how it unfolds. Bill and Ned. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Chapter two. I love you too much to fight with you about your homework. Thank you. The parent as consultant. So you want to be careful of sending the message. We know what's right for you and you don't to your kids because nobody wants to hear that. Uh-huh. That's. I feel like that's all kids I know. Get. That's probably it's triggering like 95%. for all of us because we've all felt that way, yep. right? I will um, say, yes. if you are a parent, I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. if you're a parent who works two jobs, you may not have the time to consult your child. You may just have to say, because I know better. That's right. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's a fact. Um, trying to control your child will not give you the results you want, and it risks creating kids who must then be constantly pushed because of their own internal motivation. 
either not being developed or being eroded by external pressure. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And I'm sure we've all felt that as well. Mm -hmm. So think about what consultants do in the business world. They ask what the problems are, which ones are most important. They ask what their clients are willing to commit to or sacrifice in order to reach a desired goal. Mm -hmm. And they give advice, but they do not try to force their client to change because they recognize that ultimately it's the client's responsibility. Mm -hmm. One big question that this book encourages you to ask yourself is, is this a problem for me or a problem for my kid? Thank you. And if it's a problem for your kid, then you should be there to help and support your child. Right. But not impose your own solutions. And if it's a problem for you deal with it exactly exactly so a lot of families go through what they call the homework wars where you're just struggling every night to get the homework done and this makes people kind of act crazy in weird ways like uh one one dad in the book was described as he told his 10 year old daughter how important it was to memorize the state capitals even though as he put it i made it through college and law school but gun to my head i have no idea what the capital of wyoming is so well, it's clearly Bor- Bor- Cheyenne. 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 Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yes. <laughs> said it was such exactly. attitude. <laughs> Fun fact, I've been there. Very cool. Um, shout out to Cheyenne. Fascinating. So, this is really important to remember is, I mean, I hear this all the time as a teacher. When are you going to learn the state capitals? And I'm like, uh, never because we can Google that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would rather focus on making your child a critical thinker. I would rather focus on making your child aware of how to find that answer. Exactly. Than wrote learning teach me to learning how to learn is more important than me actually just telling you a fact that is available. That's why I have a liberal arts degree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. When parents work harder than kids to solve their problems, it makes their kids weaker, not stronger. Oh, my God. If you act as if it's your job to see that your child does his homework, practice piano, or play a sport, you reinforce the mistaken belief that somebody other than he is responsible for getting his work done. Remind me to send you the Twitter thread (sighs) of this woman who's like, I'm an editor uh, or I'm a copywriter. I just heard this exchange from uh, a young 20-something woman who got schooled by her editor for misspelling a word. And she literally had a meltdown and was like, but I want to spell it that way because mm-hmm. that's how I've always spelled it. Mm-hmm. And when the editor was like, well, nope, she went into the common area, called her mother on the phone and cried <gasps> no. to the mother and was like, but that's how I've always spelled it. And the mother was like, well, that that boss is stupid and doesn't, shouldn't be telling you how to do it differently because you're mm-hmm. perfect. Wow. <laughs> It's, wow. it's an amazing it read. It sounds really oh, helpful. No. It sounds really healthy. <clears throat> anyway. Thank you, Lisa. It's a fun one. Yes. <laughs> I had an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I just did as well. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes this means that your kids are going to make decisions that you do not agree with. happy about. Yes. But they, they state in the book, like, listen. Even if they're going to do something that you don't want, if it's not crazy or endangering them, you kind of got to let them do it. They have if you to want learn them to what it feels thinkers. like to That's not right. have your homework done exactly. and, may, and be the arbiter exactly. of their own choice. And I want to put this out there. There's always an asterisk that, like, obviously safety is of the utmost importance. Yeah. And some decisions your kids just aren't ready for. Use common sense with that. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So. Great. A caveat. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. I, they already have caveats. The title of it. Yeah. They're very book. upfront about that in this book. They're like, listen, we're not talking about certain situations yeah yeah so we tend to think that there are two ways to parent autocratic and permissive 
autocratic places a premium on obedience Mm -hmm. and permissive place a premium on their child's happiness. Mm -hmm. So we think that there's just that binary. That's right. But they suggest that virtually all child development experts, sorry, child development experts, including influential psychologists like authors Madeline Levine and Lauren Steinberg, advocate a third option, authoritative parenting. So Hmm. this entails being supportive but not controlling. Authoritative parents want their kids to cooperate because they like and respect them and want kids to learn from their own experiences. At least 60 years of research, they say, has validated this and that it's the most effective approach. It's it's very interesting because I don't often hear the word like my child and respect. Yeah. Juxtapose. I don't hear people say like, yeah. I hear people say, I love my child. I'm really proud of my child. But I don't often hear people say, I really respect yeah, my child. Yeah, it's always right. the other way. My child respects me. Yeah, you I better want respect my child to respect me. me. That's, yeah. wow. That's right. Okay, wow. And also authoritarian sounds very... It sounds bad, yeah. but... Yeah. Authoritative. <laughs> you yeah. must do your homework! Yeah, exactly. But that's autocratic, so it's worth making <laughs> that distinction. But I respect yeah. you! <laughs> right. You will respect me! You will respect me because I'm older than you. And somehow that's right. a thing. Right, so, right. Uh, it's you really want to send the message. I'm going to do everything I can to help you be successful, but I'm not going to try to force you to do things because I say so. If you're an authoritative parent, wow. that's what you're striving for. I so feel they like don't that could give, use a better title. Well, also, it takes a lot I of think patience so as a parent. Yeah, it does take patience. But one thing I will say is, some of the stuff in this book, you might think I don't have time to do that. Honestly, you don't have time not to because if you don't teach your kids to be self sufficient, you're going to be wiping their butts until Look, they're in college. I right? get it. That's right. And also, exactly. it's hard for my mom to wipe my butt all the way from all Illinois. All the way from there. Exactly. exactly. I get it. I also yeah. just want to say, like, y- you have to put in the groundwork, right? And mm-hmm. of course, if you start this from when they're little, it's going to be easier. That's right. But if you're making a course correction, that is going to be hard. It's going to be a little harder. But right. I will say, like, it's not that hard to get parents or to get kids to buy into this idea of, mm. hey, listen, I want to be on your case less. So here are some things I'd like to try, right? Well, That's not that I want to imagine that would be a really welcome conversation well, and for a lot of kids. And if they feel like they gain more of a sense of control, right? Maybe they're less anxious. Maybe they relax. That's maybe right. they want to collaborate more. Yes, right. It's like treating the cause. Yes. Yeah. Not so the symptom. authoritative okay. parents enforce limits, and they say when they don't feel right about something, but they're not controlling. So with that style of parenting, the child's developing brain doesn't spend too much energy resisting what's in their own best interest because if you think about it a lot of things that shouldn't be in raising kids become a power struggle because the kid feels a loss of control right and that's what this is all about right so can i I, i'm still having trouble understanding what this is i don't have children maybe people with children immediately know what this looks like Mm -hmm. did they give an example of what this looks like yes okay so i'm gonna give you a bunch of examples thank you okay so instead of asking do you have homework tonight they suggest is there anything you'd like my help with tonight i'd like to know so i can plan my evening Mm-hmm. And saying things like what we're not willing to do is act like it's our job to make you work because we'll weaken you if you do. So that reminds me of the guy watching um, the woman put glitter on her armpit and he goes, what we're not going to do is act like this is OK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. I love that. Great. I have yes. not seen that. So what we're not going to do is tell you right. that you have to do this because that'll weaken you. So well, the, no, we're not going to act like it's our job, job to, to make, make you. you. Yeah. Right? And explaining right. why. Right. 
And I think, you know, what's what's important to remember about this is you do set expectations and you do set limits and boundaries, mm. but you also let the kid know, like, look, you're in charge of this because this is you. This is yeah. your own development. Right. And so it's it's basically about setting a culture within your home of, you know, everybody handles their shit. So is, is it okay to say, hey, I expect you to regularly do your homework, but I'm not going to ride your case about it. Let me know well, if you want my help. Like, is that an expectation you say? No. Is it? No, because you would want them to come to the conclusion that okay. they want to do well, right? Or right. you know that they want to do well, okay. right? Like, I, right. I've taught thousands of kids and all of them want to do well. Sure. It's, it's pretty rare that they don't. And when they don't, it's because something else is at play, right? right? And they might need a different kind of support. What about, like, um, in my house, if you committed to something, mm-hmm. you, you kept your commitment, yeah. So, like, if, if halfway through Little League, I want to quit. Right. Like, value stuff. Yeah. So, they do kind of go into that a lot, actually, with sports, with religion, with musical oh, right. instruments. With very And they say, examples. you know, if your kid wants to quit something, you say, okay, well, let's sit down. We're going to do the pros and cons. We're, that's when the consulting piece comes in. Mm-hmm. You say, I want you to make the best decision for yourself, and I have confidence that you will. Let's look at the full picture together, and then you get to make the decision. Wow. So, and so they may quit Little League and you they may, may hate quit Little they, League. they quit Little League, that's but right. they did it. Exactly. Wow. Ooh, I exactly. got to tell you, that one did not sit well with me, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. a parent. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So one question in here is, how could I possibly trust my kid to be responsible for his education? His brain isn't mature yet. I mean, that's a great question. It is a great question. They do that a lot. They're like, here is the Here's counter question. Right. Exactly. So they say this is true at some level, but that's the point. He needs to develop experience or build experience in order to develop. Kids need responsibility mm. more than they deserve it. This one blew my mind. Holy shit. I'm going to say it again. Isn't that how the hamster dies, though? Well, listen. <laughs> I trust Remember you those feed. limits of, like, it's Thank not you. crazy. Reasonable. Right? Right. Okay, great. Right. So kids need responsibility more than they deserve it. Basically, if your kid is handling, is capable of handling something within the home or Give within their the own responsibility. life, then they need to be doing that. Got it. Because right. then two years from then, they're right. going to go like, well, I decided to yes. quit Little League and I I regretted it, right. but I did it and yeah. now I know not to quit band or whatever. Right. And so the reason for that is the brain develops according to how it is used. By mm-hmm. giving your child the opportunity to make decisions for herself while she's still young, you will help her brain build the circuits that are necessary for resilience in the face of stress. So oh they're saying in the long term they're helping children build grit, which is yeah. not what our current education system That's right. It's counterintuitive. Yeah. We think by grinding mm-hmm. out homework they will build grit, but yeah. actually yeah. we're just teaching them to be great when to be happy when it's summer. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, grit is great. Right. I will say it's also like, you know, helping them to understand and plan and and look at all the pros and cons and mm-hmm. look at the full picture, wow. right? Wow. Because kids aren't used to making those bigger decisions. So when we let them out on their own at college, they don't know what the hell to do. They and, fuck up. Oh, they fuck up. Mm-hmm. So basically you need to move that time up. Okay, great. So it's really important to ask yourself, like, how can they learn things if you don't let them try? I mean, that's a great point. It's a great point. How and it's something you know that I we don't take like for granted. spaghetti unless right? I try it. It's that's true. from my favorite book. also tell you something that is... Uh, coming up for me thinking about I don't have kids and so I'm thinking about applying this to myself I think this can apply to partnerships Mm -hmm. yep 
And not in like yeah. a I'm mothering right. way, but sometimes those dynamics happen and it's just sort of like, yeah. oh, okay, so my partner may make a choice that I don't like, but ultimately he's yeah, responsible for his or That's she's right. responsible for hers. Is, and it, it's, is it a problem for you or a problem for them, mm-hmm. right? That's what oh, you need to ask my yourself. God, this just is blowing my yeah, mind. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Woof. So, Woof. I know I have, I have more. I have more. It's so good. But you know what? It's also, I want to say yes. And let's not woof about it too, because we only know from what we learned, which mm-hmm. was the way that we were taught in that's school. Right. right. That's right. So yeah. thank so God there's people com- like Heather who are going to become, with. help the future of school become into developing children who will think critically for themselves. So that's where self-compassion comes in. That's right. right. That's why I was asking you. I said it. You said it in four words and I said it in 40. I want to say, (laughs) I want to say another thing too, like being a parent is really hard. Mm. Being a teacher is really hard. God, yes. Being a person is really hard. So, you know, take what you can from this. And obviously nobody's a perfect parent or teacher or person. Um, we get it, Heather. But this you is win. all you about. All like, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. She is, and she's so great. I know. No, but you're saying but this that's is... the thing. I'm not, and it's the try that matters, yes. right? Yes. That's what matters it's the, the most. The try that matters. It's the try that matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you guys must eat. They can't so learn things. I'm, I am wrecked. I'm like about to burst into tears. It's fine. <laughs> Go for it. They can't fine. learn things. You're in the friendly confines. If you of don't let them try, right? You can't learn if you're not given the opportunity to try so if you just do things for other people all they are going to learn is that you do it better than they do or and you, that they or you'll need do it for you them. to do it for yeah. them yeah. or that you will just do it for them. Yeah. And honestly, nobody wants to feel that way. I mean, sometimes, listen, I would love nothing more than somebody to come over and style my hair every day. Totally. That's why I don't brush my hair. You know what? You're right. Valid valid point. It's proven. She doesn't brush her hair. She doesn't brush, brush her my teeth. teeth. I just don't like brushing. <laughs> she doesn't brush her butt, and we all know what that leads to. <laughs> well, if my mom would just wipe my butt every day, it Look, be she's trying. You know? Okay, she flies in and out constantly. Linda. Hurry up, Linda. Love you, Linda. I know. I love Linda. She's the best. She's a dreamboat. Totally. Okay. So as you were saying, Lisa, like it can be really hard because you just, sometimes you just need them to get out the door or sometimes you just need them to put on your shoes. We're not going to weigh the pros and cons of this. You're putting on both of those shoes. I've already paid for the piano lessons. Right. You're going. Right. (laughs) So there, there's a lot of give and take there, but patience is key. And thinking in your mind, like I'll wait while you learn is important because they will get there. Yeah. Right? So th- keeping the end in mind is really important. Yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking of an instance with my dad where I felt really seen because I was sharing something that happened at college that I was learning about people, which is mostly what you learn at college. Let's get real. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, and he heard the disappointment in my voice, and he re- remembered in that moment that, like, I was still learning that people yeah. – are going to disappoint you so much. Yeah. Aren't they? And they do. And they, they do. do. And he, I just remember, I literally heard the change in his approach. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're <laughs> learning that people disappoint yeah. you. And I, rem- I like it, that's all I needed. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. was him to see me rather than him explaining, <laughs> right. like, you can't be mad about that. And like, you know, you got it. That's right. And then the minute he said that, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess I am. The and light bulb. I can't be the same as you because you're an entire you know, lifetime older than me, you know, right. like 
So yeah, yeah. For anyone listening who wants to know what's going on, both Lisa and I are crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it's came, beautiful. I'm gonna try it to. It came out of nowhere, yeah, and we're yeah. both really triggered. And yeah, how beautiful! Look how meaningful that moment was to yeah. you that he saw you authentically I still and just said, it. "It's, it's still amazing." Learning. It's Not amazing. Much later, years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, uh, just totally. in the recent past. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. When you were in college, Last just year, a few short years. Well, that's the thing. Like. <laughs> right oh like in the 90s which was yesterday thank you this book right? is so beautiful I did not expect to cry it's and like so be... beautiful it's so beautiful and I'll I think that's that's really what this is all about though right is everyone is still learning and as much as we can put that into the world as like to develop this and foster this culture of like we are all still learning together all the time it doesn't matter how old you are like we are in a process of awakening, like I think it's just really important. And that's what this book is all about. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Totally. So if you wait while they learn, if you let them try things, their pilot, that part of their brain is going to develop stronger and stronger the more you do it. Yeah. And the better able they'll be able to cope in the world. Yeah. So you can catch them if they fall, but don't catch them at the first wobble. You need to let them wobble. And you know what? You need to let them fall too. Kids need to fall on their ass same as everybody because – if you never let your kid fall down, and I don't mean physically, but if you never let your kid fall down and fail, honestly, they are never going to be able to cope when it does happen. And let's be real. It's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. is it so bad if they fall physically? I mean, really, no, it's, it's not. not. It's totally not. In fact, they say that. They're like, let your kid climb a tree and break their arm. They'll know that they can survive a scary incident that yeah. way. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, you know. You don't shove them up there, but if, it's, if they're climbing trees, you know. Bill and Ned are like helicopter parents. <laughs> back off. They are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're like, yeah. you step back, you helicopters. That's right. They're ground control. It's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you let them wobble, if you let them fall, it will help condition their brains. Mm-hmm. If you let your five-year-old wear clashing clothes that she chooses herself, right? She'll be better able to cope in the testing room or during a bad breakup or a tough situation later on. She needs that experience. Let her do her thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are four stages of competency, and I'm going to list them. (laughs) There's the (laughs) unconsciously uncompetent. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. You let the kid bomb, depending on the circumstance, obviously. I'm going to stop saying that because we all know it by now. Yeah. And let them bomb and learn from it. So they kind of gave this like kind of a um, an example of like ma- a, a certain math concept. Let's say fractions. Right. So unconsciously incompetent. You don't know what you don't know. I don't know fractions. You don't fractions. have a clue. You're going to take a test. You're going to bomb because you don't know fractions. There's a consciously incompetent when you realize that was harder than I thought. Is it incompetent? Not incompetent? Consciously. Yeah, it's incompetent. Okay. Yeah. So that's that was harder than I thought. And they start to take the next step themselves after they realize that. Then there's the consciously competent. Like they would say, like, I I guess I need to study this. Yeah. Right. There's the consciously competent. I've studied hard. I know my stuff and this will be fine. That's the dream. Number three is where you want to get to. Okay. I say number four. Yeah. What's number four? Well, number four is something you need to look for. You need to watch out for it. The unconsciously competent. You've been doing something so long you don't even have to think about it and you don't know why other people struggle. Yeah, that's I me. learned fractions, so this should be easy for you. You can learn fractions. Why are you why aren't you learning this? What's the matter with you? Right? Oh my god. Taking I'm for granted how hard competent. you worked. And this is so this is one to be aware of. And this is what I get from parents all the time. 
I have a PhD in mathematics. Why is my kid struggling? I'm like, you didn't get a PhD just by breathing and farting, right? Like you worked at it. So don't treat your kid as somebody who like. Well, I, I, I am a doctorate you know. of um, breathing and farting. Thank so you. So as someone who honestly has breathes that, and farts no, Heather, yeah. on the Listen, rag, Heather knows. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I that's so that's a great way to think in terms of parenting. That's yes. right. And um, yeah. I think we all want to be unconsciously competent that's because right. we don't want to be constantly aware of how hard yeah. it was for us to, you know Yeah, what I mean? you don't. You don't want to carry the trauma of learning around with you. And let me right. tell you, learning is emotional and learning is traumatic. And that's why we need to teach the whole child and not just treat them yeah. as it, little learning, learning machines. is traumatic. Yeah. It's it's challenging. And yeah. also, it, it speaks to other situations, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. people who are terrified of public speaking, but it's something that comes really naturally to right. me or whatever, you know, yeah. as opposed to being like, just get up there and do it. It's like, right. if you're aware that you're con- unconsciously competent in mm-hmm. that, you can maybe have more compassion for your friend who has to That's give a right. toast at a wedding or I whatever tell, it is. I tell them, yeah. get over it. Just, just get over you? yourself Your and do dumbass. it. There's probably a YouTube video you can watch. Because yeah. I know better, so Ugh. just do, do it. better. Yep. Okay, exactly. Great. Okay, so now I have a little paragraph I want to read to you. Great. Teachers can teach. Coaches can coach. Guidance counselors can outline graduation requirements. But there's only one thing parents can do. Love their kids unconditionally and provide them with a safe base at home. For children who are stressed at school or in other parts of their lives, home should be a safe haven a place to rest and recover. When kids feel that they are deeply loved, even when they're struggling, it builds resilience. Battling your child about due dates and lost worksheets invites school stress to take root at home. So instead of nagging, arguing, and constant reminding, we recommend repeating the mantra, I love you too much to fight with you about your homework. So, oh my God. one parent in the book said, it's not worth the fight. One of my greatest regrets is that the last few years that my son lived at home, we spent most of the time fighting about homework. I wish I would, could could have those days back and just enjoy him. Now all the fighting seems so pointless and I feel like I missed out on him. Oh so my God. it's really important. Like you might think that the homework is the most important damn thing, but it it's so not. isn't. It so isn't. Yeah. So and they, so yeah. many people who do terribly at school are wonderful That's in right. the rest of life anyway. Yes. So what do they recommend? Like just sign the worksheet? Like what, or just like, you know what I'm like? Yeah, they go, they go kind of into that in later chapters. Um, but honestly, like, let them not do it. Let them dig around and do their video games. You can remind them once or twice or say, like, listen, I'm here to help you from the hours of, you know, 7 to 8 or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, they they do recommend putting a time on it mm-hmm. and letting your kids kind of work around that time because they're going to have to do that in the world, right? So mm-hmm. if you say, I'm free from 7 to 8, you can ask can me help or not. Want. Yeah. Right? If they don't turn in their homework for three weeks, there are consequences for that, right? But they are the ones who are responsible. It's their life, and they're responsible to live through it. And then maybe next year they'll be like, I don't want to face those consequences Maybe next month. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Like, if they go through a shitty week, they they might do better next week. Mm -hmm. So you set... You set the stage at home for it to be a loving, supportive place where your job as a parent is to enjoy your children. That's your job, to enjoy and nurture and be their consultant, right? And the rest will follow because the world already has enough consequences, right? Your kid doesn't need her teacher on her ass and you on her ass about the same thing. She's going to get the message anyway. Well, this also sounds, and I'm not a parent, but I'm curious if anybody listening who is a parent Mm -hmm. is 
feeling relief. Right. Oh my God. My only job is to love and support and enjoy my children. I don't have to micromanage. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to fit that pattern necessarily with enough work, with Mm -hmm. enough tries and fails. And And starting earlier obviously is going to make it easier. Uh, Mm -hmm. I am feeling some level of anxiety because I'm I'm guessing that they also recommend letting the teacher know at the beginning of the year, like, this is our approach. This is what we do. So there may be weeks where they don't do, you know what I mean? Or like, this is what's happening just so it isn't so all of a sudden, what the fuck are you doing at home? Or if yeah. you get called into a parent-teacher conference, you're Absolutely. like, actually, here's what's going on. Absolutely. Right. And they also talk, you know, later on about, you know, how the school environment does matter, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, choosing the right school, which is something that families do more and more these days, is is really important. Okay. Yeah, as long okay. as you have choices mm-hmm. or the money to have choices. Right, exactly. Yeah. But having those conversations, I think, are really important. Yeah. And, you know, knowing a lot of teachers myself, I know if I heard that from a parent, I would be freaking delighted. Okay. You know, Great. like, listen, Great. we're going we're gonna to be there to help, but we are not going to do this for him. I mean, obviously, right. that's the kind of context I'm working in anyway, and that's right. what I'm striving for. Right. So I'm usually the one who has to tell parents to back off. Right. God, the parents and the kids that you work with are just so fucking lucky to have yeah, you as their teacher. Oh, that's really unbelievable. Nice. Thank you. It's uh, true. Yeah. But you know, my you know. my main mission is to help everybody, right? So yeah. like that's that's my this is my life's work. And Honestly, the if, content of this book is you know, this is my life's work. That's so great. And I think if you're a parent who is in a more quote unquote traditional school, mm-hmm. you might set the context and, and, and table set by saying this year we're working on de- developing yeah. our child's autonomy and responsibility right. and exactly. here are the ways that we're doing it here's right. the book yeah. yep. that we've used right yep. yeah. and and I will say your kid needs to be a part of that conversation yes. before you get started the kid should not be the last one to know about that that's right Yeah. so you gotta say hey what do you want out of your life or this school year or whatever it is mm-hmm. right, right? right and you sit down with them and you outline that together and say okay well if that's what you want if you don't want me nagging you don't want that but you also want school success how right. can we make that happen yeah and you right. figure it out together. that way the kid doesn't get to play the thing of like well my mom right. wouldn't help me because yeah. the teacher goes no 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 yeah. we both know that that's it's not, not true. about yeah. just putting your hands up and saying they'll figure it out right, right? It's yeah a, that consulting piece is really important right here are the pros of right? doing your homework and the cons of not doing it right, right. and, and here you know let's set up the environment together right. and the, where you do your homework and how you do your homework because and you if they to the have library, a sense over their little learning nook a sense of control maybe Bingo. they'll want to do it that's exactly right so what to do tonight mm-hmm. for this chapter about homework practice asking yourself whose problem is this who is responsible for it determine if home is a safe base ask your kid if they feel that way oh that's mm. challenging and then suggest other ways to do your homework you know or wait, other ways to do homework figure out the environment and everything within your home and outside of it too express confidence in your kids ability to figure things out yeah that's the main thing even if you don't feel confident that's right wow yeah great mm-hmm. great so chapter three it's your call kids as decision makers okay great okay so consider what it actually looks like to have decision-making kids, okay? You, you can say these things to your kids. You are the expert on you. You have a brain in your head. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And you want your life to work. All three of those things are true, right? Right. The person who knows, you know, your kid best is actually your kid. Yeah. And so when they talk, you need to listen to them. So when you buy into those things, it's easier to tell your kid, it's your call. I have confidence in your ability to make informed decisions about your own life and to learn from your mistakes. The trick is you can't just tell them this. You have to follow through with that idea. You have to walk the walk. Exactly. Sometimes you won't like their decisions, but unless they're outrageous, 
they Bill and Ned suggest that you let them go with it anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's right. Excellent. And then again, that caveat, when we say we want children and che- teens to make their own decisions as much as possible, what we really want for them is to make informed decisions, not just any old decision willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility as parents to give the information and perspective that we have and that they lack Mm-hmm. in order to enable them to make the best possible choices. Once they're informed, kids usually do make good decisions for themselves, and their decisions are almost always as good as ours or better. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what it doesn't mean, letting your kids call all the shots, like eating chocolate cake for dinner every night. I thought that was a super cute example. <laughs> <laughs> or like going That's to a concert, that. right, by myself. That's right. Exactly. Right. Um, bar- it doesn't mean burying your rights and feelings as a parent. It does not mean ignoring your safety concerns. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have the right to do what's right for you as well. Mm -hmm. You can say, I can't in good conscience let you make that decision. It doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Or something more benign. It's your sister's turn to pick a movie tonight. You get to choose next week. Mm -hmm. What it doesn't mean is not setting limits. So okay. other I things. Watch eight hours of TV a day. Exactly. <laughs> Same. So what I, this could sound like <laughs> is we need to get home from the park. But would you like five more minutes to finish your game? Do Mm -hmm. you want to hold my hand or should I carry you? Mm -hmm. If your kid refuses both, pick him up and carry him, even kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. Next time, say, I'm willing to go to the park if you follow a five-minute warning when it's time to leave. I'm not willing to chase you around or fight with you. And if leaving is a big hassle again, we'll wait for a week before we go back to the park. Do you want to go to the park? Bye. I almost said damn, but I was like, it's talking about a kid. I don't know. You can say damn. I like that. So here is where I think that's what I was worried Craving. about. Right. Yeah. I can, this yeah. is what I get from Linda Linky whenever somebody brings in like, because mm-hmm. she has her master's in psycho- education with like right. a focus on um, school psychologist. Right. right. Oh my when God. She, so when she hears somebody being like, we never, you know, mm-hmm. put our hands on a child without right. their consent. Yeah. She's like, what if they run into the street? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's great because you can be like, would you like peas or broccoli with exactly. dinner? Right. Would you like? Exactly. That's one of the examples. Yeah. Helping, you know, letting them pull in like how to eat, which healthy foods you want to eat. It's right. the sense of, right. control. The sense of control. She always right? tells the story about when Craig yes. caught on to that because that's what you do with like a two and a three year old, yes. right? You give mm-hmm. them a choice so they mm-hmm. don't say no. Right. But um, she, she, she said that he came in and stood in the kitchen and stared at her and she said, it's Craig, your brother? Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, this is before I was born. She said, yes. And he said, would you like for me to play inside or outside after Thank dinner? Thank you. <laughs> when he knew straight up that after dinner was bad time in bed. Yep. But he goes, Thank you. Would you like for me to play inside or outside Perfect. after dinner? Th- yeah. Oh, yeah. She was oh like, God. well, See? that trick doesn't work anymore, no, does it? That's no, brilliant. No, no, no. Yeah. That's brilliant. Exactly. So it's not about giving unlimited choices. Like it varies by age and what they might be ready for. And you need to figure that out mm-hmm. as a parent. Right. right? Mm-hmm. It's not about manipulation. It's about showing respect for their ability to make decisions. Oh my God. There are a number of situations in which a child can't be trusted to make a good decision, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is for Linda. If mm-hmm. they are not willing to listen to pros and cons and solicit advice, it might not be their call after all. Okay. Okay. Your kids have to be willing to listen and think through the options, period. So if they're like, no, 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 no. Then you're like, don't. oh, you're not in a mindset to make a decision. You are still the parent. That's mm-hmm. right. What oh, it does great. mean is setting boundaries. And when it comes to making decisions about your kids' lives, you should not be deciding things that they are capable of deciding themselves, like Mm -hmm. we've said. Mm -hmm. And by encouraging them 
and requiring them to make their own decisions, we're giving them invaluable experience in assessing their own needs honestly, Mm -hmm. paying attention to their feelings and motivations, Mm -hmm. weighing the pros and cons, and trying to make the best possible decision for themselves. It just sounds like you're setting them up to be an incredible human being with a much gentler experience in the world. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. Yeah, because I think if you are making choices for, I mean, People who can somehow do this make mm-hmm. that leap from when you made choices for them and explained it. If, mm-hmm. if you had a parent that explained it to you and you mm-hmm. were able to learn through mm-hmm. that, right. great. Right. If yeah. you had a parent who didn't explain it to you and you were able to somehow piece it together on your own, great. Yeah. Right. If you had a parent who explained it to you and you could not gather the learnings mm-hmm. from right. that, you, right. you have trouble kind of doing it on your own. Right. Yes. Or if you had a parent who didn't explain it at all, right? You couldn't you couldn't make that leap. Right. And that's not your fault as the kid. Right. So I this this method is letting you develop right build that skill. That's right. That's exactly. Exactly. It's about helping them to develop a brain that's used to making hard choices and right. owning those choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So what can we do tonight yes. with this chapter? So what we can do tonight is give your child a voice for something you might have previously decided for her. Mm-hmm. Do you want to wipe your butt or do you not want to wipe That's your butt? That's right. Have a family meeting where you mm-hmm. problem solve together. I think you should wipe your butt because it stinks. It stinks. Yeah. It totally stinks. Everyone what do you think you should it. do about that? I think you should wipe your butt. <laughs> Share your experiences with your kids. I When I didn't wipe my butt. Um, I got really itchy butt. That's I had true. itchy asshole. <laughs> Except you don't say and asshole. Emphasize. You say b-hole. I had a really itchy b-hole. Which sounds worse than asshole. It does. Hashtag it itchy does. b-hole. And then you emphasize the natural consequences. Uh-huh. Like the itchy b-hole. And maybe like b-hole. health concerns too. Like, yeah. Like, and then maybe my... I did laundry That's with right. skin And you got to do a cream. Nobody exactly. wants to do a cream. Exactly. So I'll leave with this quote. <laughs> Thank you. From this uh, chapter. So often parents want to play Edward Scissorhands and start pruning their child like a tree. Mm. Oh, But the reality violent. is that your tree has just begun to grow and you don't even know what kind of tree it is. <gasps> oh, my God. Is it a okay. bonsai or is it an elm? Okay. Right. So everybody who's listening, we are so hanging on every single word of this book <laughs> that we, on the fly, mm-hmm. are deciding to turn this into a two-parter episode. <laughs> they're rare. They're exciting. They're they're deep. The two-parters. Mm-hmm. You all know. You've been there with us for mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle's and New Earth and Oof. Pima Chodron's when this things fall apart. Like yeah. This is so much I better. I Pima. Oh, my God. Yeah. Know, she, really? yeah. Lisa did an amazing job on that book. Oh, but truly, So, truly. everybody, if you want to hear the rest of this book. You're going to have to wait a week. You're going to have to wait a whole week. And That's we're right. not that sorry because you should think about what we've just yeah, should be it's working a lot to on take tonight. In. It's That's a lot right. to take, Do some to stuff take tonight. in. And I am going to read this book. This is incredible. Incredible. It's so great. So to be continued. Yeah. We'll see everyone next week. And like the jaw-dropping epiphanies in this book, life is abundant. Go help yourself. A comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at ghypodcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.